Today, Teresa and I speak with Vicki Cordemont, co-founder of the National Advocacy Group and Workplace Abuse. Vicki has worked tirelessly to see legislation passed to combat bullying in the workplace. Currently, millions of American workers are at risk. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Well, we are excited. Uh, We are back with um, new episodes for 2024. And our first guest is Vicki Cordimunch. And we are excited to have you here with us today, Vicki, on Earrings Off. Welcome. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Teresa. It's so nice to be here with you. Okay, great. Well, so Vicki, tell us, what is your vision for workers here in the U.S.? Well, there's a that's a, a mindful right there. But the biggest thing that we're looking for is to restore the relationship of balance, a healthy balance that should be between employers and employees. Because mm-hmm. at this point in time, it it is it was way out of whack, and it's continued to be. Um, In 2020, the International Trade Union Confederation Global Rights Index indicated that the U.S. had the worst record among major developed countries when it came to workers' rights. And then we know in 2021, just a year later, after just coming out of COVID, um, we had what we call the Great Resignation. Mm -hmm. And people walked away from their jobs um, at just a, a, an unbelievable um, level in the midst of a strong labor demand. So, you know, there's a little bit of kickback, you know, coming from employees. We've seen that in, um, you know, with Starbucks and um, some other, you know, companies. But all of these um, reactions of walking out and resigning and finding other jobs, the, everyone cites a toxic work environment as the source of that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, can you talk a little bit about psychological abuse? Sure. Um, you know, this. Well, I'm gonna. I'll, I'm gonna preface it with um, workplace bullying, and you know, and going back to that toxic work environment. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's when people hear that word um, workplace bullying, it conjures up so many different um, things in your mind. You know, the big kid on the in the in the lunchroom, the tough kid out on the field and at the at playtime, um, and that's not what it is. It really is um, psychological abuse. It's in people mentally tormenting other people. And if I could, I'd like to read the definition um, that we are using for psychological abuse in some legislation that we um, have put forth. And we say it's mentally provocative harassment or maltreatment that would cause a reasonable person to experience physical, mental, or emotional distress. 
It has the effect of hurting, weakening, confusing, or frightening a person physically, mentally, or emotionally. And then the most important part that people, you know, we want to get out there too, is that it has subsequent physical, mental, and emotional harm. And we are talking injury to the brain. Oh, wow. So it's, yeah, on top, you know, on top of everything else. So it's, it sounds like it might be like psychological abuse. It's, it's not just, it's a big package. Mm -hmm. Right. You're mm -hmm. saying that it's physical as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. So, so the, the people who are um, exacting the abuse, do they know? Do they realize? Yeah. Yes. Un unfortunately, um, my, well, there's, there's probably a second part to that. But yes, you know, it is, um, you know, they're, they're aware that they're doing it. It's it's pretty um the bully, let's, let's took, there's two examples here, because the interpersonal abuse system isn't a single one. It's actually two different interpersonal abuse systems. And the bully um, is, you know, they're, they're after their own, you know, they're trying, they're, they've targeted a person that they're threatened by. They're threatened by this per person's competency and they go after them and they go after them it pretty good and people see it it's not just you know it's not just happening in a bubble your co-workers are seeing it um that kind of thing too so it's blatant behavior but then there's this second level and that is when you report it to the company all right and so this is where it gets a little convoluted and it's been hard to bring this part up to the surface for everyone to see but employers are not liable for psychological abuse okay mm -hmm. so that is like a big flag to them they are like if they acknowledge it they will be liable for it and so what they do is ignore it mm -hmm. and so that's why you are seeing this bad behavior that once you know years ago we would have all just went oh my word you can't act like that in the workplace it's the norm you know mm -hmm. there are people being blatantly rude and think that we would call unprofessional and unethical and it is it's it's normalized in the workplace mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is um that's so true vicky when i used to when new managers when they would first be promoted at um to manager level they would have um a week of orientation and it was all day. And on the last day, I would present to them. Um, and the topic that I spoke with them about is, was that you're, you're excited. You've gotten this new role where you have staff and you have authority, but everybody's not suited for this role. Just because you have a certain set of skills does not mean that you are ready to manage people, be over people, because there's a certain, I talked to them about a certain level of maturity um, and, you know, and, and them not bringing their own stuff and just, um, you know, mismanaging people, being uh, abusive to people in the, um, in the workplace. So we talked about that and talked about, their need to maintain balance. Because when you find that 
managers are stressed or they've got things going, that almost gives them permission to then victimize their staff because their staff are the most vulnerable people at that point in the workplace. And so we would um, we would talk about that. And you're absolutely right. Many times higher ups, they turn, um, you know, they, they turn a, a blind eye. They don't want to see it um, because then the onus becomes is placed on them to actually act and do something about it. And uh, they are just reluctant. And just like you said, the legal ramifications of that. So there, it becomes pervasive in the workplace. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? How pervasive is psychological abuse in the workplace? It's very pervasive. Um, some of the studies are showing that it's, we know that it's more than half of our workplaces are toxic. Almost, you know, a lot of them show up to three quarters of our, our organizations and businesses are toxic, you know. So what they're doing is they're, um, they're making decisions based on their threat of liability and completely ignoring human well-being. Mm -hmm. So when that person who goes to, you know, HR or to, you know, where they go to the right place, that's where you're supposed to go, and you report it, um, then you put your head on another chopping block because you are, they are going to, they're going to make you leave. There's three outcomes. With yeah. this kind of behavior, it's either people um, are fired or they um, leave because of health harm, like I did, um, or they die. Okay, so we have those are very um, wow. dire consequences. Yeah, dire consequences. You're absolutely right. And it's so it's pervasive and you see it. And not only does management or higher-ups not do anything about it, but then you have a, a fear that sort of escalates throughout the team because they're seeing that behavior and people feel like sitting ducks. Um, and that impacts, um, you know, operations. And um, it's just, it's, it's pervasive and it impacts the whole organization. Yeah. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. It filters down when you have that kind of bad behavior and it's bad enough that you have the bad behavior, but then when it's ignored, right? you know, it proliferates. And so then you have this whole, um, you know, and I felt it, you know, in my last days in the workplace in that last six months or whatever, you know, people are fearful. No one wants to talk. No one wants to be honest. No one wants, you're afraid to say anything. And, you know, it's it squelches creativity. It mm -hmm. squelches different thoughts, you know, mm -hmm. processes. We can't you can't get yeah. any place past um, right. this two organizations that there's people up the top can do anything that you want. And everybody down here has to be quiet. It just doesn't work. Well, Vicki, when you went through that, when it first began, were you just sort of in disbelief that it was even happening? Were you questioning what was happening at that point? It's, you know, it's, again, getting back to the twofold um, piece of it. You know, I had a bully. This woman was the director. I was the assistant director. And I worked with her for 10 years, you know. So from, you know, day one, she, you know, you know, 
tried to keep me like out of sight and squelched me. And I didn't really recognize, you know, mm -hmm. what she was doing. I was just like, she's the director, I'm the assistant right. director. So here's that, you know, power and balance. But at after working together for 10 years, um, our jobs were like lateralized so that it was no, it was, so it was no more like this and like this. Mm -hmm. I looked like a peer to her mm -hmm. in the workplace and she lost it. And she came after me. Wow. Back, you know, like I could not, I couldn't work. I couldn't. And for, I was there for, I don't know, another year and um, a little over a year. And I couldn't, I never could, was able to do my job fully again. She stopped copying me in the reservation system. We were, for the sake of just understanding, we were high end event planners. Mm -hmm. So, she stopped copying me in the reservation system. So, you know, you're, you're yeah. cutting me off at the knees. Right. We withheld um, invoices, documents, and asked other people to withhold it from, you know, so it was virtually impossible for me to do my job. My supervisor tickled my ears for a good five months. And then finally, when I realized, you know, I was like, I, this is done. And I had already been diagnosed with silent migraines. I went to HR mm -hmm. and um, I was a 20 year employee. And on top of that, the institution was one of my alma maters. Mm. So I, I, you know, yeah. I went in there with, you know, and that's the problem is I went in there with expecting um, that an institution of higher ed would be handling things the right way right. and right. that they would deal with this. And that's not what happened. Um, I was told that there was a complaint process um, and there there wasn't. It was really um, rigged protocol to make me jump through hoops like a trained seal, which I did because I believe them. These right. are, you know, these are people who are sitting in an administrative office building on a college campus cashing six figure paychecks. So I think they're trustworthy workplace professionals. And that's the problem, you know, is once, you know, like once you have that mindset, you know, you, it's hard to get out of it. So I trusted them. And that's what is what, that's what's happening to people. We're right, trusting right. that, that the people up here are doing the right thing and they're right. not. And right. so again, we're talking about is the behavior blatant? Yeah. Yep. So how, how are you, how are you now? How are you? Well, <laughs> I I am better. I've been out of work almost six years. Um, this March will be six years. When I came out of work, I was not okay. I um, essentially, you know, snapped. I just, you know, and that's what it is when you're in that, you know, snapping under stress is predictable as the sun coming up. And so I don't realize that they're just keeping me sitting in this pot of stress and the and all this time the bully's getting worse and you know I'm I'm getting put in physical harm's way and you know and I'm just going what is going on and like I said one day I just got up and I said to my husband I can't go back and in that week prior to that I had probably slept five hours tops in seven oh, days. Vicky, oh, oh my goodness. So, and, and this is not unusual, okay? What I am telling you, I am a typical targeted, victimized employee from bullying of it by an individual and then the compensation with the organizational bullying. This is typically what happens. And um, 
yesterday, I don't know if you've had it, if you've seen it in the paper, but at Lincoln University, um, the vice president of student affairs, her name was Dr. Candia Bailey, committed suicide. Oh my! She, oh, no. and, it, and, she, and this is, and they they did flag it. They're saying she was harassed and bullied, and they are naming the president as one of her bullies. So you're seeing, you know, I'm sure there was below the level um, stuff, and then she went to report it, and then boom, boom, boom. But this is it. This is a woman, and this is not unusual. This woman mm -hmm. is a chair. She was Doctor Candia mm -hmm. right. Bailey. All right. Um, you know, so, and this is what, you know, I can't tell you how many people, uh, you know, this is not happening to people who are not well-educated. Right, right, right. talking right. with people. My, uh, my degree was in legal studies and psychology. Mm -hmm. you know? right. And right. I didn't see it. It's right. like, it's a con. It's, it, you're being conned in the workplace. And that's what it is. But you, mm. you know, look up her story. Um, I will do you know, that. Because this is, it's, it's, you know, just to us, we see it in, you know, we see this and we go, oh, we lost, we lo oh my word, we lost another person, Br bright, beautiful. And could have been know, avoided. Yeah. Oh, it could have yeah. been, it could have been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and women are um, increasingly the target in these yeah. situations. Yeah. 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 Well, it's so funny because um, some of the studies say it's men and, um, you know, but we do, this is definitely, um, you know, a, a matter of fact, most of the, most of the advocates and everything that we work with and I've done support group, you know, mm -hmm. in support groups and things like that, it is primarily women wow. who come out, but you have to remember because men deal with this very differently and actually yeah. this just this month we have a gentleman who has been through this and he is starting a support group and we're going to try and get men to come out and talk about it because yeah, you know we as women we're used to standing up and saying oh i've been yeah. victimized i hate right. to say it but we you know we know how to yeah. do that we do it we've been doing it since day one um but men don't do that they don't yeah. they deal with it and so we know that there, it is a large you know that's happening too but it, it's not again bringing this to the surface is is like it's like pulling teeth wow mm -hmm. would you tell us a little bit about the workplace um safety act sure um in massachusetts um there was this woman who, and she's my partner in crime these days, but when I came out of work in um, 2018, she had been working at legislation here in Massachusetts to kind you know, to address bullying and mobbing. And um, it has just been a pleasure. Little by little, I began like just tagging on and doing some things. And last year, no, I'm sorry, too many years ago and by now, in 2022, um, we found ourselves in just a unique place and we sat down and we said, you know what, let's, let's do this. Let's start our own, you know, let's never mind what everybody else is doing. And so we co-founded um, what we call end workplace abuse mm -hmm. um, because there's, you know, as I said, there's so many workers rights here. So we, we want to kind of like, you know, tag team in to acknowledge that this, you know, this is one of many problems in the workplace. And this is our focus point, but we also, um, if you go on our website, 
and workplaceabuse.com, you will see that Deb has listed all of the bills for workers' rights in all of the states. So it really kind of, you know, again, just lets us network and um, acknowledge what's out there. And simultaneously, um, I don't know what possessed us. I don't know how we did it, but we also sat down and wrote this piece of legislation um, based on, you know, based on my experience, because Deb, um, you know, people handle this differently. Mm -hmm. And she, when she was bullied in the workplace, she was younger. Um, so, you know, as an older woman, I was definitely more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, and as a, a person who had been previously abused in my life, I was more vulnerable. And so I made some I made choices that she didn't necessarily make. She was younger. Mm -hmm. She has a good, healthy self-esteem. And when she had this bad behavior after going to, to the higher-ups and nothing was done, she left. Mm -hmm. So she didn't get significantly sick. She saw the nonsense and it affected her. But I was very sick, as you know, Teresa said. And it was two years before I dared to even say, oh, my gosh, I think I'm going to be okay. And so, you know, when we sat down to write the legislation um, and Deb and I were talking with in workplace abuse, what we did was we really pulled out that bottom layer of the employer and we're putting it front and center. Everybody talks about the bully who's the big mouth, who's the, you know, causing all the trouble. Everyone's talking about the bully. The bully's not the problem. The bully is the, co the covert behavior that is happening beneath when mm -hmm. they're telling you that there's a complaint system and there isn't, and they turn a willful, yeah. willful blind eye and a willful deaf ear, and they let people, you know, marinate in this stress until they die or commit suicide or they, um, you know, can't function like I, I couldn't, as I said, it is very typical. Very good information. Mm -hmm. Well, Vicki, uh, those are all of the questions that we have for you today. Um, we want to thank you, um, applaud you on your work and what you're doing to address this. And you are certainly to be commended. We took a bit of a break in December, and this is our first interview back, as I said. And uh, now I'm reminded again, yet again, of why we do this. And it's so that we can connect with people like you who are making a difference. And so we thank you for that. Um, do you have any parting words for our audience? Well, I, I guess I would just like to say, um, you know, with the Workplace Psychological Safety Act, that it has been introduced in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And um, last year, Rhode Island has a one-year legislative session, and the Senate passed the law. Oh, wow. But now it's it's a feather in the cap, but it now it we're going back this year, just in, in a few months, we'll be heading back that way. And we are really making efforts to engage the House mm -hmm. there. So be, so that, you know, we obviously need both parties right, to come together right. so that it would, you know, that we can move in the right direction. And last October here in Massachusetts, we had a public hearing and in the past, the most that we've had in 2021 when we had a public hearing, we pulled together 50 advocates to submit testimony. Mm -hmm. um, and that was historic. No one, mm -hmm. we, no, we've never been able, because it's such an undercover thing to bring right. 50 people together to 
to submit written and oral testimony. And that was mm -hmm. done all, you know, through Zoom because COVID was still in play. Right. Um, but this past September, I mean, October, we had, and we're not sure because this is the interesting piece, is that they are not letting us. They won't, We've always been given this information and now they are withholding it from us. Um, is that we had in our action network, we had 689 advocates sign up wow. to say that they were submitting some form of testimony. We wow. had an automated system that we know 200 people submitted testimony. Wow. And a couple of weeks before the hearing, this went viral on TikTok. And we have some, you know, wonderful people out there. I want to say the Clapback Corp. Corporate, uh, that woman, she's I mean, her name's Mercedes. She's amazing, um, you know, putting out their employee rights. And all of a sudden, you know, we were getting people. So we don't know. We believe that we had over a thousand advocates wow. submit testimony. And as I said, when we went to the state house and said, Can we have that information? They said, Oh, no. Oh, no. So we're like, The Massachusetts state house is a toxic work environment as is a lot of our government. And it has been in the news this week, it is the least effective um, state house in the country. Wow. <laughs> so this is kind of a sad note, but a good yeah. note, you know, this is still our justice system. And, um, you know, we're not gonna, we're gonna, we're calling them out. We're just gonna keep on, you know, banging on doors and um, talking. And I can't thank you, Lou and, and Teresa, you know, for this forum. Um, you know, this is exactly it. This is not on the six o'clock news. This is not hardly ever in the newspaper. Um, we actually did make the Boston Globe this past Monday. Um, okay. And it wasn't, you know, it was comparing us to another piece of legislation. And you know what? We we were thrilled. We're like, we're in the, you know, we're, we're it's public awareness. This is yeah. huge. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank yes. you for, for all that you do. Well, thank you again for all that you do. And thanks for coming on Earrings Off, Vicki. We wish you all the best. Take care.